all about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Hiya, my name is Pete Edgerton, the one who works from home in Knaresborough weekdays between 10 and 2. Thanks very much for logging on to yourharrogate.co.uk. You can listen to the radio station. You need to click the bit up there. Just up there, look. There it is. Listen now is what it says. You can also get us in the car via DAB. You can get your smart speaker to play us and you can download the free app. It is all go between now and Christmas. We're giving away so much stuff already. We've given away a Christmas tree, a brilliant 43-inch Hisense telly, thanks to G. Craggs, and amongst others, before Christmas is here, we will grant certainly somebody's wish, all thanks to Talk Talk, and Nick Hancock will be knocking on potentially your door if you've entered £1,000 in cash in time for Christmas, all thanks to the brilliant team at Slingsby Gym. But right now, onto this episode of the Your Harrogate podcast, and I've been speaking to a Starbeck personal trainer, David Ward, who, alongside his partner, Daniela Stockman, have been through an experience that no parent should ever have to go through. And in the face of tragedy, Dave has also been juggling his business, a new group fitness and PT centre, FBC Harrogate-based in Starbeck. They're very much focusing on mental health and alongside Daniela, Dave is setting out on a number of challenges to try and raise as much money as possible for research. Hi, yeah, so basically I've, um, I went to university to be a PE teacher when I was a bit younger obviously and then um, one thing led to another. Um, I had a serious injury playing football and then I wanted to know how to stop the injury happening. So I did a bit of research on the human body and stuff and realised I quite liked it all and wanted to help people. So I decided to become a personal trainer and I worked at Pure Gym in Harrogate for about six years, I believe it was, five, six years. And just as COVID hit, I decided that I was going to open my own, my own gym. I've been thinking about it for a while. The opportunity arose. So, yeah, we created a FBC Harrogate, which is full body condition Harrogate down, down in Starbeck. Okay. And where in this journey did your partner fall pregnant and go through the horrific experience of, of losing one of your twins? So we um, we had just signed the lease for the for the new gym in November. And me and my partner went away in December and we got engaged. And it was about three or four days late we found out we were pregnant. So we got back and we went for a scan, found out we were having twins, which was a double shock. And then it was about 22 weeks where we, it was a, in a space of a week, effectively, where we found out there was something wrong to having secondary scans, third scans, getting rushed to Leeds, then Birmingham the next day. And then the next morning having the operation, this um, laser surgery operation. And then, following day we'd found out we'd lost our um, daughter Daisy Summer. And, and what was the condition David? So the twin to twin transfusion syndrome is a rare serious condition where um, identical twins that share a placenta they basically the blood vessels that are in the placenta they're formed an, an abnormal forming sorry and they allow blood to flow unevenly between the twins uh, the two fetuses so One's getting far too much fluid, one's not getting enough fluid, which obviously causes its own problems. And then if it's untreated, the survival rate is about 10 to 15%. You get offered a thing called a laser surgery. It gives you a bit more of a chance. And basically the laser surgery goes in the side of the stomach and tries to get into the placenta to effectively cut off some of these blood vessels that are abnormally formed. But obviously, as you can imagine, with two babies there and two uh, lots of fluid if you like it can be quite tricky and we found out because my partner the way her placenta was laid as well it made it even more tricky for the surgeon he actually said it was one of the trickiest ones he's done 
So it's um, it was a shock to us because my when we found out we might have a little bit of an issue, my partner did a bit of research and she just said, oh, I wonder what this is. This might be something to look at. But because it was so rare, we kind of just brushed it off. And then, well, like I said, in the space of it was a Wednesday, we found out something wasn't quite right. The following Monday, we had another scanning leads. They sent us down that afternoon to Birmingham. So Tuesday afternoon, we had another scan in Birmingham at a specialist hospital. He then decided that he needed operating on in the morning. And on the Wednesday morning, the operation happened. And then on the Thursday mid-morning, we'd found out we'd lost one of our little girls' days of summer. In such a short space of time as well, an absolute whirlwind for you both. Yeah. We'd been told how high risk is the right word these practices can be. But obviously, you just just one of the things you never think it'll happen to you. And then it just, just a domino effect after one thing after another. And then we just had to roll with it, really. We didn't really have much of a choice. No, because, I mean, when you, you're carrying twins like that, understandably, stress levels are going through the absolute roof, I would imagine. But at the same time, you're so aware, particularly your partner as well, that she's got to control it to some extent to make sure that the other baby is, is okay. Yeah, she, she's a warrior. Um, she just had to go into survival mode and just, you know, it's that bittersweet whole horrible thing of you know, your morning as well as trying to preserve, so celebrate, if you like, try and keep everything together for the surviving twin. And it was definitely a challenging time. It's, it's, you know, it still is and always will be. But yeah, of course. At that time, you just, I think we both sort of suppressed a lot of stuff and just got on with it because, well, we had to and we had to make sure that all of, all of summer, our, our other twin, who, who's here now, we had to make sure she had the best possible chance and fighting chance because the laser surgery itself came with its own risks, even though it's the one they say works the best, basically. Um, it still comes with risks because they're effectively these fetuses in their 22 week old they're about to have a massive shock to the system in terms of the blood pressure blood flow being changed just drastically but again about the procedure we have a 10 to 15 percent chance and then if anything did happen it could have led to further complications to my partner and uh, i mean when the when the time came for all to be born was it all relatively straightforward or were there were there further complications well, it's, yeah, there was a lot more complications. So we'd been out of hospital for a while before, uh, in between all as well, for a few reasons. But then just before she was born, we had lots of long chats with our bereavement midwife. It was really, really good and made a plan of action. We decided how we we're going to do it, what we we're going to do. So we got everything down to a T. So anxiety wasn't going to have been an issue for us. The only thing we didn't cover was us getting shipped out to another hospital. And then one night, my partner's waters broke and we ended up getting rushed to Grimsby at three in the morning. Oh, no. So we had to spend two and a half, three weeks in Grimsby whilst it was 37 degrees in the special care. So my partner was in hospital as well whilst Orla was up in uh, NICU. And, well, we were stuck in Grimsby. I was travelling back every few days to sort of work out and try and keep the gym open and try and keep things afloat. We've got a dog as well, which we had to get um, a family member to come and stay with him. And he ended up going to the vets for an operation in between all of this. And yeah, so then we were we were able to come back to Harrogate after three weeks of being uh, two weeks of being at Grimsby. Sorry, just under two weeks. So we were in the Harrogate um, special care unit, I think, for about a week, two weeks. Um, it's all kind of a blur. I'm not surprised <laughs> from last January. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So I mean, fast forward to now, and all is with you. She's doing well. Yeah, she's great. Fantastic. Yeah, she's great. She's doing really well. Looking forward to obviously your your first Christmas together as a uh, as a little unit, little family unit. What are you guys doing going forward 
to raise awareness of this condition, of this disease? So we've been looking for stuff, um, for things and places that we can give money to, raise money for. Because obviously we've been through it really recently, so we kind of know where we'd have maybe wanted more help or more support or to know more. Um, so what we're doing is we found some research facilities in England, and there's a couple we're trying to get in contact with just to clarify that is what they're doing basically and what we are doing is raising money to be honest we will probably keep doing this for a long time but next year in particular we're doing something every single month so myself and my fiance will be doing stuff like the three peaks we'll be doing um, walks we'll be doing charity events at the gym we'll be doing um, some stuff like tough mudders there's a high rocks competition that myself and a family member are doing and we're going to keep raising as much money as we can basically in memory of our daughter daisy and we're going to be donating this money to the um, bereavement side of things as well. So the bereavement support, because we found that support we did get was actually very helpful, as well as giving as much that we can to um, the development of procedures that will help increase the survival rate of the twin to twin transfusion syndrome. Because the laser surgery is only about 25 years old, I think. So it's not actually that old at all. And they, will, they already say it's, they wish they had something that was more had more of a success rate but they don't at the moment because of the well not lack of funding but there's not enough out there not enough research being done and because there's so many different things to do to to do with it also we're trying to raise as much money as we can um, by doing some form of event at least once a month for the next few years just to keep it on going and like i say in memory of our daughter as well this is the your harrogate podcast so we obviously we are um, i own a gym in starbeck and that's the on the instagram and the facebook page the social media pages and on the website that's where we're going to have um links to donate because we the places we are going to be donating to aren't actual registered charities they're more research facilities it wouldn't be a just giving sort of thing we're going to set a certain account up where the money can be donated to if people wish to things like that we'll be taking cash donations as well that we can put in obviously Um, and we're going to be transferring that money straight to them but it'll all be on the social media pages of my gym which is um, FBC Harrogate so full body conditioning and I mean with regards to obviously your mental state through all of this is this as kind of what spurred you on to focus on everybody's mental health when it comes to your work as a personal trainer and the gym in general yeah so again i've been a been a personal trainer for a long time now and i've i've um i've been through the phases of you know believing as a personal trainer if i'm not in insane shape and if i'm not ripped to high heaven and eating chicken and broccoli every single day then people won't take me seriously but having been through a lot of this sort of stuff and now now i have a daughter and things like that like i can relate to a lot of people in terms of sleepless nights things like when i first started if anybody asked said something to me like i can't get to the gym my child didn't sleep my response would have been something along the lines of we'll go to bed earlier yeah things like that yep no, no, I've got a child. I know there's no such thing as a routine. routine <laughs> you get it now. So, yeah, I'm getting it a lot more now. But obviously, the, the way um, I was having a long chat with my um, uh, fiance in hospital some, on some nights, really, sort of saying, like, this is killing me. I've not been able to do any exercise. And I, I, it was slowly hitting me, like, I'm not doing the exercise to look a certain way or do it, like, to be able to do a certain thing. I'm, I exercise simply just to clear my head. And, and obviously, I enjoy it too. So, one thing I've really pushed on a lot of my clients is that if you focus on getting healthier for the right reasons so you feel better about yourself your mental health improves you know being able to run around with your children your grandchildren whatever it may be the physical improvements will come in time because you know no matter who you ask or whatever you do people want to lose weight or they want to tone up or lean up but realistically if if you could say to them 
look, do you want to feel better about yourself? Do you want to be able to run around with your grandkids? Do you want to be able to run around with your kids? Do you want to be able to go do this, do that? Their answer would be yes. And then if they did all of that and they ate a little healthier like they would, then the physical improvements would come with that. So instead of focusing just solely on coming in and losing a stone, I try and push the other side of things as well, sort of mental health. If you look, if you come in here to feel better about yourself, the better you feel, the better you will eat. It's just a fact. And then the better you're eating, the physical aspects will start to come in with that too. Amazing stuff. And you're celebrating a, is it is it a year kind of around this point now or, or are you coming up to a year? When, when's the, the birthday? Coming up to a year in the second week of January. And the second week of January will be, will be a year. And when I look back at the year from a, a, a gym point of view, from what, I've, what we've developed there as a, as a gym, it's, it's phenomenal. You know, I've got a, a huge non-judgmental environment there. There's an eight-week transformation program that we do and that's kind of what we try and introduce everyone into. And then all that does is get your average Joe in who's no matter what level of fitness you're at where you're at in your fitness journey uh, we spend the first week getting you used to the exercise whether it's two three four plus a week whatever you want to do we'll get you used to that and you'll record your food for me then in the second week I will then take that food away and I will sort out a tailored plan based on your eating habits to help you succeed in it because too many people they do things like Slimming World, things like that, where it's all a one-size-fits-all model. But what I'll do is I'll go away and see what you're eating, see when you're having your food, see what your problems are, see what you're doing well, and make a plan of action. And I'll talk you through the plan of action so that you understand it. And the idea isn't isn't just a case of do it for eight weeks, then you finish and you go home and you're done. It's a case of over the eight weeks, we try to implement all these little healthy lifestyle changes so that you know what you're doing and then you can carry on into, well, forever effectively. And then, you know, we track progress in the gym through logbooks. So you see what sort of weights you're lifting. So we can always progress in that sense, because if your strength's improving and you're eating a little bit better, you know, 99% of the time, you're going to be getting the results you want to get. But again, yeah, that's like I say, it's, an eight-week program and every halfway at four weeks and then eight weeks we'll do your measurements and stuff and the idea behind doing measurements is that weight doesn't tell the full story you know if you're building muscle your body shape might change so we like to measure um, certain body parts to see that if they've gone up or down because at the end of the day if someone says they want to lose a stone or drop a dress size they'll take the dress size any day I have people who they've said to me several times i can't believe I'm working out alongside certain people, for example, like younger younger generation, elder generation, people who are slightly fitter. And I said, I don't feel like anyone's watching me, no one's judging me. Everyone just gets along and we're all there pushing each other. And that's all I've wanted to do, build a family almost, like a community family down there. Starbucks great at that, isn't it? The community yeah. around. I know a lot of places across the Harrogate area, you know, you can go to straight away. I'm thinking of, well, Nairsborough, where we live. Pateley Bridge, I always think, has got an amazing community spirit about it. But, but Starbeck has as well. And it's just fantastic how people do stick together and support one another yeah they do and the thing is as well like obviously working in uh, commercial gyms you know the idea behind them gyms is to the sign up sleepers the call the more people they can get signed up the better and they just hope half of them don't turn up to the gym effect really that's the idea whereas down where we are i have people asking weekly like oh where's so and so why haven't they been in this week are they okay you know and everyone's checking and everyone because it's a small community that that everyone's interested in everyone's goals and wants to help each other get there. They're always praising each other. And it's not about bringing anyone down or comparing yourself to anybody else either. It's all about you and your goals. And, you know, everyone's always there trying to help each other get to where they need to be. And can people just pop in to have a, have a look, have a chat with you, David, or would you prefer that they contacted you first? No, so people can come down. I'm there most mornings, most evenings, and most like middays. But obviously, if someone wants to come down to the gym, if they contact me, I'll, I'll go down to the gym to see them. Obviously, having a newborn at home now, I do, I do spend a lot more time at home because, again, without going over it too many times, the stuff we've been through, I love spending as much time as I can with my family. Yeah, of course. So, 
But if someone asks me if I can meet me down there tomorrow morning to have a look around, I'll go down with the skis and you can have a look around. And what I do tell anyone is I never push things on you. You know, you come down, you look at the gym. And if you, you want to do something like that, you, you know, you'll sign up. And this is the thing. I don't push that on people because you have to be ready. And if you're not ready, that's that's fine. But I'll be there when you are ready. And that's what I'm honest with you. And whereabouts in Starbeck can we find you? So down the avenue, it's in the old Marley Metalcraft building on Provincial Works, uh, near the old kids' play area. People will know it as that. You'll have a game.